Another great episode of the On the Radar podcast. This is a podcast that features music and artists and studio performances of uh, with acts coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas. My name is Peapod, hanging out with you. Uh, and a uh, big old shout out to my producer for this episode, Mr. Travis Guyman of Bigfoot Studios. We are in Waterville, Ohio. Uh, and uh, if you're the first time joining us, thank you so much for joining us. If you've been a longtime listener, hey, really do appreciate everything that we've been doing. And we're kicking off 2020 with a huge start of a great set of episodes men and women uh coming through our part of the country on this big blue ball we call earth and we're very excited uh this man has been in the area playing music for you know a good few decades now great man artist of every sense of the word my guest at this time is mr jeff stewart jeff good afternoon thank you so much for joining me hello peapod i appreciate you uh doing this you you've <clears throat> always been one of those guys around in this in this part of the area uh that we're out out in northwest ohio that is just always so like genuine like even listening back and like hearing all the stories and everything and even when we announced that you, you were coming in i loads of people messaging me or, t- or sharing around and just like you have such an effect on people which is always great to see as a as a person and a musician how do you feel about all that <laughs> thank you very much first uh-huh. of all um thanks man i don't know it's I'm just trying to be as honest as i can every day when i get up and do good things and do better that every better every day you know just keep it moving and it's hard to be good at at, at certain points especially <clears throat> right now what's going on uh in, in the world there's a lot of a lot of hate a lot of anger a lot of uh, uh uncertainty so it's always nice to see like more people like you who are just like willing to just like promote peace i try to not make a noise that is ugly and and i try to it's just easier to work than get angry and let there's just so much steam that gets built up and to be able to get down and make some stuff it's mm-hmm. uh it takes care of some of that energy yes and, and and part of that piece is all the art you do um and you know you know not only just you know music but you know you were very nice to gift me a little little <laughs> little, little robot and uh and I'll, I'll throw a photo up uh, on cool. our social media and you know little skulls that you make and everything and you know you also paint you draw yeah. Like what, what else do you like? You, you slice and dice, make julienne fries, you know, you do everything. Robot making is the new drinking, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or do both. You know, yeah. Hey. Stay out of trouble, you know, doing all this stuff and keep yourself busy and it's not all the trouble you have to have. No, you gotta have a little ba- trouble. A little balance. A little balance. Sure. A little, little good, a little evil, you know, mm-hmm. you know, dab a little bit. The light and the dark. Exactly. I like that. So how did you get into music? And just in general, like what floated you to music? I don't ever remember being out of it. I just remember being a kid and loving watching, you know, like the entertainment shows with my mom. And you know, you'd see the stones on top of a, a bus uh, 
in England and I was just being fascinated and then hearing the radio and uh, I got a guitar with my a buddy my a buddy across the street got a guitar and we were about 10 11 years old and um, we'd come home after school and, and jam I mean not jam we would f- act like we jammed loudly to his records that mm-hmm. he had everything from Black Sabbath to Kiss and oh, yeah. a lot of old metal growing up and then um, I got my own guitar and then moved into the, you know, at that same time was when the MTV world was hitting with videos. Right. And that was mind blowing. You know, you can, then you could see, uh, then it was new wave and all these influences came in. So I think that's where a lot of my world is made up from metal to new wave to jazz. It's just country. There's, it's an amalgamation of so many things, a big soup mix. And, um, I think you can see that. I, I even try to employ that aesthetic when I'm recording. You know, mm-hmm. Let's do a synth. Let's also make it sound like uh, an old rock tune. You know, so there's a there's a. I try to give my my mix of of all my influence from being a kid on up. And getting the like into the world of like <laughs> when MTV first launched mm-hmm. and the idea of like how huge the idea of like you see these artists. Like on, on, you know, just photos or maybe on tour or, you know, you listen to them on your record. Now you actually physically see sometimes when they play, sometimes the art and idea of what their music is and how they want to express it. Um, you know, music videos, it seems like it's kind of a lost art now, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's still just as important because even though we're not... We're in an age where we're unplugging and we're in this a la carte, you know, listen what yeah. we want, where we want, whenever. Um, there wasn't a time where you had to like tune in and like wait for your favorite artist to play on the radio or or play video or or you know, things like that. You know, you can pick it up anytime. Um, how do you perceive about like the ideas of like how music and the expression of music has developed over the years? Well, I mean, just touching on like with the video stuff, I mean, a lot of that stuff was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with the song at all. No, yeah. Probably, you know. But I don't think it took away from you putting your own spin on what those lyrics might have meant to you or what that emotion of the, the music end of it was doing for you. <clears throat> the video gave you uh, an opportunity to see these people that were bigger than life. Mm-hmm. But now you're in your you're getting older and your beard's gray right. and you're like, these are just regular dudes. And looking back now, they're just, they made some weird videos, man, but oh, their yeah. songs still hold up. <clears throat> um, so I don't know if that answered that question. No, I mean, it really, it, there, there's no right or wrong answers yeah, yeah. or anything. We're just, we're just two guys talking about the world around mm-hmm, us indeed. and and how it relates to music. And uh, what, what's some of the artists, like you were telling me about like the old metal and the old synth mm-hmm. way and everything. Like what's some of the artists that you've always liked looked up to or always I don't want to use idolize necessarily yeah um but like you've always you know you're always frontline or first to, to mm-hmm. check it out I mean you know I always go to the Stones and the Beatles and the Zeppelin and the Who all the great classic rock that I love I mean everybody from B.B. King to um like Blue Rodeo out of Canada the, the Tragically Hip loved a lot of that stuff loved Duran Duran oh, I loved yeah. back in the day I loved U2 um all the dark synth stuff. I liked, um, I liked pop. I liked pop radio. Um, I liked country. I liked Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. I liked, um, all these people seem to be stick in my mind. Who do you like currently? Like who's like moving the needle for you? Like currently, currently. Oh shoot, man. What do I listen to currently? 
Um, well, we've got a 13 or 14 year old at home. So I mm-hmm. hear a lot of that pop music and things that she listens to. And there are certain things that, uh, I know that if I was 14, I'd be like, okay, I can see that. But now mm-hmm. I'm, I gotta think about that. Your old man at yelling at clouds. Oh, but that's exactly what I said to my buddy <laughs> yesterday. Like yeah. You, let's, let's take ourselves out of that mode and hopefully, uh, impart some wisdom at the clouds if we're going to yell at them. Right. I don't know. Um, God, that's a, ter- that's a horrible question not to know the answer to that. Um, uh, I just was watching. I don't really like them per se, but I was watching, um, we were talking about videos, and I was at a party over the weekend, a house party with some friends, mm-hmm. and middle of the night, and Mar- Adam Levine, the Maroon 5 came on. Yeah. And his videos were like, uh, it was like serial killers to just really express just weird shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know why I brought them up because I really don't love them. Right. Se. But something, something affected you uh, in some way. Yeah. New stuff. There's, um, I'm going to have to get back to that. Let me think That's about fine. this as we're talking. That's fine. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting to see and develop of, of music and, and artists and everything. Um, you know, how long have you been playing music? Um, I played guitar since I was about 11 and took some lessons and just kind of figured it out on my own for the most part, jamming with friends and my brother up in my bedroom. He played bass and we just kind of went after it after every, we get home from school and, uh, jammed. Um, so played through high school, different bands that, you know, you do things in high school like that and started playing first like paid gigs at about 17 or 18 in that area in a band. And then it's, it hasn't stopped. Where was the moment where, you thought mm-hmm. that, you know, this could be something serious. Like I want to pursue this mm-hmm. in a full-time basis. I've always had, um, I've always been a full-time musician always, mm-hmm. but I've also have a college degree and I've also had day jobs, mm-hmm. you know, and back in my twenties and whatnot. And, uh, I went through a divorce. I was 30 years old. Um, and I had been in some recording bands and some pl- bands that had done a little regional touring, um, got divorced and it was like the country song, you know, a lot that at the same time lost the wife and the house and the dogs. And then my job that I had this horrible, the best part of the day was finding a place to take a nap because I right. just hated it. So I can't get back those hours. And so I was stuck without a job and I was out without a home and I moved into my mom's for, and my stepdad's for about eight months right. and collected myself and decided that I was never going to go back to that life again. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting real serious about, um, filling my days up with trade hours and, and paying the rent and making enough money and a little extra money to record music and keep it, keep it going. So kind of get your mind off of, you know, kind of doing the nine to five or doing these odd jobs, uh, to take care of the, you know, the roof over your head and then you can pursue music as a, you know, an artistic form or even a monetary form uh, for everything. Yeah. You, you got to pay the bills. And mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, um, you might as well hustle and make some money, make it worth your while and not lay around crying about it too much. You know, right. It's going to be more stuff that gets flung at you. So it's easier to pick it up, get out of the fetal position. You're probably going to be there again sometime, but, right. but let's, let's see what we can once you start getting into a project, that's when I feel most alive anyway. Mm-hmm. The, the the creative process is what I am interested in on a daily basis. And it makes me feel, it takes some of the darkness edge off in, and uh, 
um, I like to accomplish things. I like to make things. I like to finish things and, and um, move on from it. And you're always just like, it seems like you're always moving. Like even when you were talking to us, you're like kind of like fidgeting around, sitting still. Yeah, you, you, is it just like, is that how you've always been? My mom used to say I was going to pace a hole in the floor. When we, when you had the old <laughs> phones where you'd have the cord on it, you know, yes. just walking back and forth like a psychopath probably. <laughs> and I do that all the time. My buddy was teasing me a couple of days ago. He discloses every little nuance of his problems with his relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it's really right. an incredible broken record and it's but i love him that's what we do as friends right, right? yeah but he, and he jokes with me he goes i know when you're in a fight or you're having a hard time with your relationship because you'll pace back and forth looking at my phone like you know walking back right. and, and and trying to that's i have a lot of anxiety like that and i probably gets out that way right um uh, yeah, I, I don't, if I sit down, plus my ankle sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because he's kind old, of sitting on a stool injury, and I'm sitting in a chair. Yeah. Old injury, and, and um, it's just easier to, to lay down at the end of the day when I'm tired out. Yeah, just kind of keep going until your body just can't do anymore, and then just kind of... Yeah, and yeah. don't get me wrong. You'd have There's naps that have to happen at oh, times, yeah. especially if you work at night. Maybe if you need a little rest, you take it, but for the most part, I like to just keep it moving. Yeah, I was, I'm kind of the same way. Like, my wife is always impressed that, like, I, I'm, you know, I could beat my alarm or I, once my alarm goes up, I shut it off and then I go. And I, I, I don't, I try not to hit snooze yeah. unless I absolutely need to. But, you know, and I just keep going while she is the type of person that, you know, t takes her a minute to get up. I'm a little, I need a little coffee in the morning. I'm a little, you know. The pleasantness has doesn't happen until like a couple <laughs> yeah, I think I think, you know, I, I think I think you get when you get older. Yeah. Uh, I think coffee or some sort of caffeine or some something a warm up period some before you have to deal with things. Humanity before the um, ensuing yeah shitstorm. Yeah, you know. yes, yes, absolutely. That's why I was uh, like even even just on this day, like you know, the time we're recording this, and you know, we're in the middle of like right after the president's state of the union address and all the drama mm -hmm. and the, you know, every, all the arguments or whatnot. And I even, even when I read in the morning, like just sitting on the toilet for TMI, <laughs> excuse me, but you know, just kind of going through and just like, Oh God, here we go. And like, and I want to say something or I want to put in my two cents, but then I'm just realized I'm just like, I'm not going to waste, try, uh, try to waste my time, my energy, my emotional, my job to actually say what I really want to. Yeah, I, I do the same. That's what Twitter, Twitter's for. I, I, yeah. I get my social aggression out on Twitter probably. <laughs> but, you know, it's just you were saying earlier about we could really cry about it on Facebook Absolutely, or on social media. Could. And some people do every day. And it's just so boring to me. Mm -hmm. It's like it doesn't offend me. It doesn't no, nobody's living in my head. Right. But it's like, geez, man, come on, just a little something different. And both from everywhere, from yeah. all sides of it all. So I think I've tried to take the angle where you can't please everybody and you're right. not going to try to walk the line on both sides. Right. And I try to, for, for, in, I just try to spread a good message out there, man. There's just too much crap. And if, uh, if I can make somebody smile by stupid little, video I share something that's that's okay with me right that's uh, that's what has gotten to the point with me with social media like it, I wish I could take a step back from social media unfortunately I use it for my job yeah. I use it for this you know it's kind of everywhere so I've kind of just like learned to roll with the punches but like not to put too much energy into a lot of that stuff you know put it put out your stuff share what you want to share yeah. and go from there you know what's weird man mm -hmm. I've I like for the last like almost a year I felt like I was like a hermit on it and I was kind of in the shadows of you know, I'd maybe place where I'm 
shout out to here I'm playing here over right tonight or there or whatever. But then I, it does the opposite sometimes too. Then you feel like, oh, geez, you're missing, you're you're not on the boat with everybody, yeah, and you're missing that part of it too. So I noticed I've had I've had some personal stuff going on. A friend of mine lost a battle of cancer this week. Yeah, I so I've that. been high. Yeah. I've had a lot of high anxiety, like through the roof. Right. Like, it's nice to talk right now. Let some steam out. Right. <clears throat> but I feel like this. This I've been like yakking and yammering and mm-hmm. commenting on people's posts like geez who what are you doing but it's at the same time i don't feel like i have any apologies for it no it's it, sometimes it, it helps to kind of get that all out and you know i i i've gotten to the point where i'm just like you know i i have this platform people view myself you know me and maybe even yourself as like these public figures these figureheads and you know maybe we're supposed to come out with a stance or something like that but at the end of the day like it you know you you can stand for what you believe in, but at the same time, if you're if you're gonna constantly you know post things or badger people or you know you know prod people to <laughs> respond one way or another, I don't think it's worth it. You know, we we can share our two cents on things. You know, and you know, you, you said you can't please everybody, but I think there's also a point where you have to side on things that are ethically correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of things currently going on, yeah. whether, you know, and this goes beyond just, you know, currently in our political climate, but like a lot of things socially, uh, you know, sexually, things like that. Like there are things that are just kind of ethically right yeah, and man. ethically wrong. Absolutely. I believe in that. One, two, three, Everything's easy in our road with the love In some days I don't even know why I even get up In some days speeding circles I can't get a hold of my mind In some days cut so deep and I feel it behind some days Some days In some days I fall on the track But I get it together again In most days I ain't got no money Can I borrow you? Time to spend Some days I keep it all in Like a steam train Hard on a track And some days I'm so broke down I gotta give it all back Give it all back On some days Some days Love. And nothing's ever the same And nothing ever comes easy love mm-hmm. 
ways I'm on top of my game And I can't do enough And all the days are spinning in a haze The hours treating me rough Some days I get so lonely A million miles from myself But most days I call it all good We must take care of ourselves Some days I get a little bit higher, babe I go a little insane I know it's down to the wire, babe Sugar sweet on my brain On my brain some days Some days You gotta give it all back Give it all back On some days Tell me a little bit about some of your your, your music that you've had out uh, Doing a little <clears throat> research Doing my best to try to find everything mm-hmm. um, 1998 with Unfold Mixtape mm-hmm. Blues in 06 mm-hmm. Can't Sit Still at 14 uh, 2014 and The Cold and the, the Beautiful 2017 yeah. Tell me a little bit about your development Of your music and how you Kind of put together An idea for a song mm-hmm. Or a feeling or a mood From each of them Yeah um, I had a, a band as well before the Unfold which was the Starlings We were called mm-hmm. the Flex F-L-E-C-K-S and we had a, put a record out when we were um, in our early 20s. <clears throat> um, a lot of that early stuff was band involved, which I was mostly the writer, but still it was written with bands and stuff. And now the last <clears throat> couple records were points of my life, points mm-hmm. in my life. And like The Cold and the Beautiful, was, mm-hmm. uh, we recorded that in a couple of months' time, gotten everybody, the team together, and did that very quick, fairly quickly. Um, and it captured a point in my my world, at, and and now it's so weird. I felt like I've wasted so much time. It's to put an album out. It, it encompasses so many things. From you know, you have to wrangle all the songs. You have right. to wrangle the lyrics. You have to figure out the arrangements and everything. You have to do the packaging. You have to do the get all the guys in the studio. And then I don't have a record label, so I'm paying for every penny, and it's not mm-hmm. cheap. I promise you that. No, you know it's that. Not. We we're talking about that earlier. It's not cheap. So you, it can be, take up an immense quantity of space in your brain. Mm-hmm. And, that, and then all of a sudden you, you're losing all the artistic s- stuff. You know? Right. You're too busy with the, 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 politi- like the, the business side yeah. of things. And you that, end up with the freaking CD that nobody, it's a business card. Nobody buys it anymore anyway. Right. I figured like, I felt like, you know, what's the point? And so, and the next thing you know, you're three years down the road or two years and nobody's heard a new, anything new out of you. So... I've been thinking about what the processes you were asking me about coming up with things and mm-hmm. um, working, worrying about singles. And that has taken everything, all that old philosophy off the table. I don't need that anymore. I've done that. Now I'm just getting songs done. I'm working mm-hmm. with friends. I'm, I know I'm going to work on a song with Travis. He doesn't know it yet. But, yeah. you know, there you go, Travis. You're welcome. Just banging, <laughs> banging one out at a time as yeah. opposed to having a, a vast uh, number of like, you know, 10 to 12 songs that are all in one part form done or another. 
where you have to worry about all that. Now I'm just like maybe making like live art and getting it done, deciding on what the color in the, of the walls are going to be mm-hmm. and live with it and but feel good about it. Cause I know, uh, I, I like that angle of just being the immediacy of it all, getting to share it. So I've got a lot of songs that are in the can being mixed and everything. I'm going to start releasing them as singles. And then the payoff will be at the end as opposed to bite a bunch of ordering CDs that nobody cares about anymore. I'm going to, this celebration will be a, I'll get it on vinyl. I'll get a limited yeah, like copy. A collection. Yeah. yeah. People can listen to it uh, digitally like they do one or two songs if they want, or the people that really want it will have a, a collection of um, hopefully a cohesive set of, of tunes. I like the idea, like, you know, I'm the, I'm the type of guy that, you know, I'm kind of old school mentality. I like the idea of an album, but mm-hmm. I can also understand the, you know, what we discussed about the, the a la carte mm-hmm. of, of like the singles and everything, you know, and bands sitting on a single and then maybe a couple of weeks or months later, another single, and then like maybe an EP here, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of full albums is somewhat a lost art, but at the same time, I feel like we're never going to go past the idea of an album and even the idea of just having a physical album, whether it's on CD or vinyl. Um, I, I feel like it's either vinyl or, you know, digital, occasionally cassette, if you're into that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while that's still around, I, I'm still very torn about the idea of cassettes still being a thing. I think it's a cool, like it's I, an antiquated thing that you can come back. To exactly. Yeah, I think I think it's an idea, and I say that because I also have like seven cassettes that I've collected over the years from like bands or like it came yeah. with like the bonus extended set mm-hmm. of like whatever album I bought. I, I love the idea of it. It's really cool, like physically for a collector's item, but musically, you know, it's vinyl or. <laughs> or on my on Spotify or Apple or whatever you listen to. I like the end idea of it being tactile and you can put your hands on it. Yes. And then too. with the album, it's even full bigger sized. And, yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's something romantic about that. There's mm-hmm. something that I, I, it's how I grew up listening to, you know, laying on my floor, spinning records on my, my little, um, what, what are they? The, just a little record player that yeah. I could handle that. It was there and I had my kiss destroyer album out and I was, <laughs> Looking at the vast wasteland of, um, you know, when they're big, tall boots and, you know, that's, it's a lot of imagination going on where you, I don't know how you do that with digital because you're probably thumbing around on Instagram or something while you're listening to that. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of it, it, uh, sometimes music becomes like a background idea, which is not necessarily a bad idea because like, you know, I, I do a lot of work during, you know, when I'm not in the studio doing a radio show, like all my behind the scenes and like, you know, data entry stuff. I, I put on music so I, I don't go crazy in putting some strange things or everything or working on like a graphic for a website or whatnot like that. Um, I, I like the idea of like going into music and it becomes a background, especially with like the types of music I listen to, like a lot of like post rock and like mm-hmm. sometimes borderline ambient stuff. Like I like the idea of having a background noise, but like when I'm really concentrating on things related to songs like music, even getting ready to interview you, I sit down, I listen and I really fully engulf myself in the world of the music um, because that's, that's, you know, you're putting your heart and soul, your blood, sweat and tears into something for someone to enjoy. Yeah. It's uh, I, I like the physical idea and I love the, even the idea of just like bands like kiss then bands like ghost. Now this performance and theater of the, uh, of a th- of theatric appearance instead of just like, you know, three to 10 dudes, playing instruments on stage. I like the aesthetic of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. I still believe in that. I think so. Yeah. Is rock and roll dead? Allegedly. No. no. <laughs> it's supposed to be 
this is supposed to be been dying for the last 20 years, but yeah. I don't think you're ever going to take a guitar to somebody's hands. I mean, I've talked with my buddy who is a, a Wharton professor of economics. And he was one of my best friends and he's written books and stuff about this stuff. And we were having dinner one night with some buddies and talking about how rock and roll is dead, statistically speaking and all statistically, that Statistically, yes. And, but, and maybe it is, but I don't think you're going to ever replace, um, you know, a guitar. I don't think so. I think, uh, I think, I think everything is so genre fluid now that, you know, we only use still genres in the sake of media and organization sake. Like I'm on a rock station. What are the types of bands you play? Well, blank, 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 whatever. Um, you know, this is a country station. Okay. Who plays it that for an organizational stake and also for, you know, maybe at a store to figure out, Oh, this is the rock section. This is the country section, things like that. But everything is bleeding into everything nowadays. We were talking about labels earlier. Mm -hmm. You were asking me about things and we were talking maybe politics and all that crap. And, right. And, uh, I don't like labels. I don't like to be pegged. I don't want to, you know, we, I, we have our, our home teams, but I just, what kind of music do you play? Well, I don't know. I play a bunch of, it's just, just, it's hard to put a label on something and, and then you're defined by that. It's like, um, I don't think I need that kind of heat. What do you like to explore then with your music? Um, there's nothing like when you're in the creative process with somebody and you have that aha moment. Like mm -hmm. when you're, you know, you lay, we lay the drum or drum track down and we'll figure out what the tempo is and we'll start getting the skeleton of the, of the bones of the song together and maybe thinking about how the uh, it's going to be produced a lot of that stuff you might have a preconceived song in your head how it sounds but then you know somebody will you, let me try this let me plug this synth in here or this thing and then you hear you'll, you'll hear a noise you're like oh what is that hmm. the aha moment and when you both look at each other like, yeah that's it <laughs> so apparently now we're gonna have you know uh, a gong here now you know <laughs> so it, that's the stuff that i like. not enough I, gongs in music <clears throat> nowadays we just i just got done finishing i did my vocals last week for this new track i have which I'll, i'm going to play acoustic for you today nice um we, my buddy scott is brilliant um he plays vibraphones and he's a drummer so he's percussive and he's got the rhythm thing and in, instilled in him and he uh he plays all these tones off of um he can you know make different sounds with Mellotrons to whatever we need, bells, mm. and he has a big ass gong in his basement, and like how big? How how do you define big like ass? Like rock and roll, John Bonham. Oh, gong. Wow. And there's you, you don't. It's not just Chuck Barris, you know, smashing the gong get off the stage. Right. There's nuances, and there's percussion, and you can. He put this little like a uh, chain on it, and it gives it's it's uh, it almost acted like a. Uh, a shaker or something. It's crazy, just different tones. And so I'm experimenting with, um, it's in the intro of the song and it's in the outro. Nice. So, yeah. What, some gong. It's a gong. What other musical things that you're very intricate with? I mean, you were talking about like synths and everything. What's your idea of like, you know, you have like two beautiful guitars in there. What, what do you think about the, the, the evolution of like, you know, now you can possibly get the same style of guitar tone yeah. on plugins or, yeah. you know, on, on electrical things and things like that. Is there, I have a bridge of, I'm fairly old school, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm very new school. I love whatever it takes it, whatever it takes to get the job done. Right. We don't have a budget to go into a studio and experiment around and in for the most cases, but you can do things 
um, with a lo-fi budget that sounds really high-end pro, mm-hmm. um, but whatever it takes. I mean, it's, uh, my buddy Chuck has a, a, a coffee can filled with nuts and bolts, mm-hmm. and I call it the nut. I call it well. There's I call it something, but we he does that, and it's like what? How would I ever thought that would be great? Right? right? Yeah. How, how would you think this would be? This is lit- almost literally trash, but now it's an instrument. You don't have time to. <laughs> you have to get it done. You right. just have to get it done. And if if there's a track on uh, that we need a guitar, for the most part, it's great to mic up an amp. Mm-hmm. And I love. There's nothing more powerful. Like when he did the solo for this tune, I played the solo on. Uh, my last song I did, and we sat with Les Paul mm-hmm. right into the Marshall situation. Right. And it was loud and just like you wanted it to be. And then there's times where you use a plug-in, like you said, and, you know, oh, oh, this is what we need here. And it's going to take care of that. Why would you not just get that done as opposed to, right. I don't know. You have to, you have, there's integrity. Everything's integrity-based. Mm-hmm. It's not about... I need to do this. Or I need to go get, I can't afford to hire the London symphonic orchestra to come in. You right. know? So if I got a guy that can play a synth part and it takes care of a lot of those voicings, then that's how it's going to be. And I, I, it's not any le- less in, in integrity based than if you had done it the other way, other way, you know? So I don't know. You have to let, you have to let some of that stuff go. You have mm-hmm. to, you can't, you can't be uh, beaten down with, thinking that somebody's going to go, oh, well, that's a fake oboe, so you <laughs> suck. Yeah. I like to I like to meet the person that's complaining about a fake oboe, but they're out, I'm there, sh- they're out there. I'm sure there is. <laughs> um, what do you think about more people experiencing music? Like, what would you, you know, like, I don't want to use the term father figure of sorts, but you know you're you're a person that you see you've seen a lot, you know very um, what's the lack of a better um, you know uh, established. You've witnessed a lot of things. So what would you like recommend others when they're trying to explore their musical mm. tendencies? I think people get bogged down in you know oh I got writer's block and I and I've been through all that stuff. I got all the books. I've read all the books and had all those, you know, things that I needed to work through. But now it's just like, uh, I've got a pretty deep well with stuff and it keeps coming in terms of subject matters and all kinds of stuff. But really at the end of the day, when you just start doing it, and it, this is not a perfect scenario, it's right. nothing's perfect. But when you, even if you sit down with your notebook in front of you, you might write, just fidget a bit with it. And once you start doing and edit later, uh, the craft part of it, starts feeding the inspirational part of it. And I've, I don't have to have writer's block anymore. Right. Um, I don't, I think you get to, I think you let that be an excuse. I think people let that hold them back as opposed to really just doing it. And, and then you can see, I can see people when they BS about it, you know, like Mm -hmm. I can't do this or that. Like, well, maybe, Let's sit down together and maybe we'll see how we can knock this out quicker than you. A lot, a lot of collaborative work with people. Man, love working with people. I got mm-hmm. a um, record I'm working on actually in uh, a studio in Nashville right now with my friend Shane Piasecki. We wrote a mm-hmm. um, a collection of songs together and that we really enjoy. And, a, and we're two voices as one kind of the on the arty part, and he's the Simon part, Simon Garfunkel reference mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's great. It it sharpens your craft. It hon- it it really hones it in, and um, 
I think it, it can take out some of the lazy element because you're forced to, you're in a situation where, you know, you just don't want to sit there and stare at the walls. So, um, you throw a bunch of stuff at the walls and then worry about the editing later. And, and, uh, you know, conversationally, mm-hmm. um, you have a conversation and then you can sit down with some, maybe some of the key points that you might've talked about and develop a storyline from that. What are some of the things that you were inspired <clears throat> by or for in previous pieces and what is inspiring you now? Um, you know, the easy go-to is always relationship troubles or relationship um flourishings and um my last album cold and the beautiful was coming to terms with um, possibly losing somebody who i'm engaged to you know my fiance oh kendra my beautiful girl um but there was <laughs> the heart is a powerful thing most mm-hmm. of the time we're just worried about some kind of love mm-hmm. and you don't yak about your personal stuff all the time out there but in order but when you can put something into maybe the artist feels deeper or something sometimes they say if you can put if you can be eloquent and maybe put it into a form where other people can you know not see the video but they can still have their own they can have the vision of their vision of and put it into their own terms and i hope that i can sometimes articulate those thoughts um and so, you know, you've got that angle and um, some social causes and some social issues I've been starting to dabble into. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is always a slippery slope, it seems. Very slippery. You know, you don't, I don't need to be, you know, put a boot in your ass kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But I think you could be a little smarter about it or, um, I don't know. You don't want to bash people to make them listen to something. It's easier to... Uh, I got this great book of it's like great quotes from great leaders. Oh, and I was humbled when I was reading through it um, to try to deal with some of the stuff that's going on now. And um, th- that stuff inspires me. You know, that's, that's try to be terse, get to the point, cut some of the fat out mm-hmm. and um, uh, put it into a form, put it into a song and, and say what you need to say. I've always been that type of person that's kind of like, you know, straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, I know I recently, you know, we were under, under a transition of, of management and I was recently someone like kind of put me on the side and go, Hey, this email you sent kind of, kind of was a little, little, little blunt. And I'm like, well, yeah, but it's the closest, like sometimes it's like the closest distance between point A and point B. Like, why do I need to? There's not, not enough time to be yeah. wishy-washy. Why, you know, I don't have time. I got, th- I have other, yeah. I have like four other things I got to do. I don't have time to paint a word I, picture. I'm very direct. <laughs> yeah. Like I just want to, yeah. can we do this? You know, things like, like that. No. Yes. That's it right there. That's exactly. what I want. I don't like, want yes, that. No. Yeah. And that's just, and then with, but they, it's interesting because you said that there's that fine line when you're lying like social media where right. you don't want to be that direct necessarily because Correct. there's just many angles. You nobody, everybody has an angle. Everybody has different thoughts. And nobody internet thinks tone. like you. Say that again. Internet tone is the biggest <laughs> thing that like you you can you can write one sentence and. Two different people, much like a song, two different people will have the different point of view and different view on your sentence. Even though if you said like, you know, this dog is nice, you know, some people might think that's direct. Okay. This dog is nice. Why didn't you put an exclamation point? Or yeah. Yeah. Or like, Why are you excited about it? Yeah. Are you being sarcastic? Right. Are you like, what the fuck? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just saying this dog is nice. 
like it just it's so and and I think that's also the problem. Like I, and that was the biggest thing. Like recently, I've, I've I've said this and like I've recently been gotten a lot of like press pieces on the on the podcast and the show and just like things like that, which is always weird to me being like the interviewee than the interviewer because it it's just a whole nother world and I'm not like used to it. You know, I'm always used to being like the guy who leads the conversation, not necessarily having the conversation mm-hmm. about me. And then I get all self-conscious about it a little yeah. bit because it's just like, you don't, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yet. So I, I, I say, you know, I, I, I like the art of the conversation, like how we're talking and how you can hear and see expressions, you know, of I think, how we're doing. P, I think that that's what I think I try to do too. When I'm writing the lyrics, mm-hmm. I try to like, write lyrics from a different points of view, maybe from if it's a relationship from both sides mm-hmm. and maybe they can come into one person. Right. <clears throat> I wrote this new song that I've just got done recording and I'll play it for you guys today. And nice. um, it's, it's called some days and each line is a different. Some days I'm on top of my game. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can't do enough. And other days spend in a haze. The hours treat me rough. You know, there's every, there's a million, I wanted to put all these feelings I was having um, into one as opposed to having a bunch of songs where it might take people I can put them into this one tune and hit on a lot of key points in my life mm-hmm. depressions darknesses lightnesses love uh, hustles lazinesses everything into a song I, I everything in one I instead do that. of like a bunch about one thing yeah so there's many angles you can take into songwriting <laughs> Cozy in the sun, coming down by the fire Put your arms around me It's been a long day and I just wanna say Time will you hold me to sleep Hey Hey
I'd stare into your eyes deep in green Ask you what can I do more Delirium line in my brain, on my mind I'll kill just to get to the core like that like the other day it's just like i was kind of feeling low about myself for no reason and all of a sudden like out of the blue like i had a couple of people and like reach out and made me or like certain things like happened that i was like wow okay you know like kind of put everything in perspective it's uh it, it, i think a lot more people need to kind of i feel like in my opinion whether whatever amount that 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 is you know to kind of put ourselves in other people's shoes for a moment you know get a little more a little empathy, empathy mm-hmm. correct uh, you know more in the, like and and just use your brain for a moment it's so easy to get caught up in everything and not and and go with the tide but sometimes you kind of have to go go against the tide and you'd be yeah. very impressed that you're not the only one feeling that like, yeah, man. like that it's easy to check yourself and it's easy to be vulnerable but that doesn't mean you're you know you're weak or anything it's no it's uh, you got to take care of yourself man mm-hmm. and whatever that means you got to do it if you have to say something you have to say it and even if you have to break away what do whatever you can to make you your number one yourself fine because if you can't keep yourself fine how are you supposed to keep anything else fine if you can't my grandpa used to say take care of number one because mm-hmm. and it's so true if you're not right Mm-hmm. then how can you possibly manage somebody else's care? You know, I mean, you can do it. We do it because we're experienced. With right. It. So we know those things. But, um, you know, that's compartmentalization as well. Right. You know, you're not defined by one thing. You're not a sad boy. You're not right. happy boy. You're, you know, you're many things. You're a friend and you can listen and you can also give advice, but you can also shut up and, <clears throat> and not say anything because sometimes that's louder than saying stuff. Uh-huh. It, it, actions are louder than words sometimes, but yeah. words need some action as well. I like action. I mm-hmm. like things getting done. It's it's mm-hmm. it's so. I, I God, can you imagine all the hours that you wasted thinking about things and not doing them and just complaining about them? And, but when you can actually, I've already wasted a lot of that. But yeah, yes, man. absolutely. That's how many how many hours you can't get back. No, you know, it's it's the opposite of good. And it's and it's and it's not easy to get to that point. Like you know, we're we're talking about this, and you know, even myself hearing these things, I'm just like, man, I wish you know, I need to take take you know Jeff's advice a little bit more and everything. But like, it's taking you your path it's to get to this point. Constant learning experience, and you get beat up every day by it. Mm-hmm. But you were able to now that we have a little more life experience, we we know some of the repercussions. We mm-hmm. know some of the decision making. Uh, problems that might arise or some of the good problems preparation 
is always nice. Um, it's 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 uh, it's part of the game, and hopefully we get, we keep learning and and every day, man. There's just so much stuff that comes at you every day. Oh, yeah. You know, remember the days when you could tell somebody something and they weren't bored by it, right? Like, oh, I, you know, you get Rolling Stone magazine or whatever, and you're 17 years old, yeah. And then you could tell somebody, hey, man, uh, this about this person or whatever. Right. I heard this, but and but now it's like, oh yeah, I, I saw that meme. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I love the idea of technology connecting us, but I also hate the idea of the technology connecting us because, you know, I, I love the idea of like, you know, the, the, you know, if I need to, if I need to cure an itch of some sort, I can find it right away. But sometimes yeah. you, you need that, you know, the time of research and excitement and the buildup and the execution and however if it fails or succeeds, you know, it, it, you need sometimes that path as well. You know, and it, and, Really, we have to, and we have to keep adapting because mm-hmm. that's how it's going now. Mm-hmm. You can't if you get left behind with things. It's okay to be a purist. I'm a pencil guy. I'm a right. pencil and paper. Yeah, I you know I'm not going to use my stylus on a on a screen. It's just not me. So I try to keep some of those old romantic ideals just because it's who I am. But you also have to realize that now there's indoor plumbing, mm-hmm. so you don't need. You, I guess what I'm trying to say is. Um, to keep up with the Joneses doesn't mean you're you're trying to be hip or anything. It's just that um, it's as part of a, a bigger empathy mm-hmm. circle. You know, it, you're you're plugged in. I think it's okay to be plugged in. I think it's also okay to be a hermit and not talk. But you know, there's a balance. You gotta have a balance of both. You gotta learn how to roll with the tide and 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 be active enough to understand what's going on and, and, and know what's going on and feel what's going on. Uh, but it's okay to also say, you know, Hey, that's not my bag. You know, that, you know, you can do those things, say those things, whatever. I'm still going to do my way, but I can understand and yeah. appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. It's just easier to get down. Don't bore us. Get to the course. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So what are you, what are you trying to do in this next, you know, the idea of like, we're in the year 2020, mm-hmm. even when as kids, we didn't even think like this, this year would like exist. Like we thought we had flying cars and food yeah, right. and pill form Jetsons. and like, yeah, the Jetsons types type stuff. And, you know, we, you know, I mean, we got supercomputers in our pockets. I mean, that's kind of mm-hmm. rad. I mean, people are probably listening to them, them, <laughs> us on their phones right now, which yeah. is pretty cool with our dulcet tones. But <laughs> where are you, what are you trying to do in this year, musically, artistically? What, what are you trying to succeed or complete or yeah just do i've been writing down some goals and the main thing is i think with this freedom of just being able to do singles now mm-hmm. has let me has allowed me to uh not worry so much about a big picture it's really just kind of uh, i make my rent i know how to take care of my bills mm-hmm. and for the most part you know they right. get paid and um, I want to take care of my, I want to have a quality of life. Mm-hmm. So taking some of those, you know, I don't dream about, I'm never going to be Bruno Mars. I'm not going right. to be, I'm not, I don't have those big, you know, dreams of, of that kind of thing. And I don't think that's, I think that's few and far between anymore. So I think it's just working hard. And um, I love playing on bigger stages mm-hmm. and I love, so I think that um, it'd be nice to get picked up and do something um there's always the bar gig and there's always right. three hours of music that you can play. And, um, and that's satisfying to a point that, you know, you're, you're, you're going to hopefully go home and not be hung over the next day, but you know, you, you made some money, 
there's also when you do an original show when you're playing your own music um it just there's where you feel alive you know and you feel i feel best and so focusing on really just getting enough i'm getting my i'm just focusing on getting product out mm-hmm. chopping stuff off the list making my robots making my art i've got all these paintings on the wall i'm trying to get off the wall right now and um, that's, I feel sometimes so spread thin, you know, maybe if I just focused on this one thing, I would be way over here now. Or if I just did this as a singer, I would be way more advanced. But that's not like you. But that's perception. Not you. I, it just doesn't work. I have to do everything or I'll go insane with it. Right. Everything has to have a balance. And so I think understanding that a little bit more, uh, has helped me to not hate myself about things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I want to work hard. I want to make music with my friends. I want to make art. I want to uh, release it, get it done, and not hoard it and start putting it out into the world. And um, who knows what it can happen? You know, I think that uh, just because you're not um, the new young hype thing anymore, I don't, I don't think that doesn't apply to my world anymore. I always so, said that I always wanted, <clears throat> I, I always, I never want to be famous. I want to be infamous yes. because then I can live forever. I don't like the attention. I really don't like. I think I thought maybe I used to like it. Like maybe I thought in my thirties I was going to marry Katie Holmes. <laughs> you know, I was going to I mean, do, she is a, she yeah. is a native around here. I so, know. I mean, but you know, you have those stupid little people magazine dreams and whatnot. Right. But I, it doesn't appeal to me anymore. It's not what I do. I just want to be true. I want to be a craftsman, complete things and let my actions do the talking for me for the most part. And, um, um, I'm excited for people to hear my new music. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear for people to hear my new sounds and things that I've been, the words that I've been um, shaping. I'm, I'm excited for people to hear that. And this is going to video forms that were some video forms. I'm working on with some dear friends. Um, that's what excites me, man. That's what keeps me going and keeps me going every day. And um, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd want to be here if I wasn't doing all this stuff. No, and you do you do so many things, and you affect so many people. Like I mentioned before in the beginning, is you know I, I I've never I've never heard a bad thing said about you ever. Like anytime your 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 name is brought up for some sort of reason, people just light up, and that's incredible because I've I it's a rarity to see that nowadays because everybody is so like different. It seems like different shades of shades of meh. You know, it's it's hard to be passionate about somebody. I can be a bastard too. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, sure, everybody can. Everybody has those, you know, those qualities. I'm not saying nobody. I'm not saying everybody is 100 percent. No, I think that's okay, man. I think I'm okay with that. And Mm -hmm. and um, you know, I have lifelong friends to prove that. Yeah, lot lots of them, and making more as we go along. And uh, I think that's okay. I think it's okay if people say that about me. You don't sit around and gloat about it. You just like take the compliment. Right. Take it in and go, okay, I hope, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but right. I hope you can at least <laughs> maybe get something from what I'm doing. I appreciate you, you know, appreciating me, like basically. <laughs> it's, you know, I, I feel like that a lot because yeah. it, it's weird, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I also like to give a show, uh, a, a stage, a showcase for people like you, people like Travis, people, all the other people that... Uh, has come through these doors and other studios and everything. Like that's the whole point of this. It's just, just there's so much out there nowadays and it's hard to keep your attention. But if you can focus on something or somebody for just a small amount of time and get at least one other person into that world, I think that's success. In my you have um, an, an interesting position in your world. Mm-hmm. You are your passion. I remember like you went to the corporate world for a minute. Yeah. And I just seen how angry I could tell that you were, yeah. 
I could tell that you, it sucked. It, it did suck. Still, and, and I'm still in there a little bit. But, but, still, but, right. but, yeah, but, but now it, you've yeah. got your show back. Yeah. And you're sitting, you have, you are talking to me and you're giving me a platform. Mm-hmm. It's not me, 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 me. Right. You're doing it because you're, you're exposing, you're helping other people. And I think that that's really, it comes down to that, man. I appreciate yeah, that. Man. I I know how the corporate world works. Me too. And I know, and, and we understand that like, it's hard. Like we know the struggle. We knew the, 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 the place to kind of get here into a comfortable level, even though we still have goals and whatnot like that. But we also <clears throat> want to turn around, you know, after walking that line and seeing the path and seeing other people starting to walk that path as well. So we want to make it kind of simpler. Like, you know, I, I said something, you know, at a random thought and I posted online years ago. It's like nobody, nobody uh, gives credit to the person who formed the path. They just know it's there. And it was kind of like the, and I had the thought in my head of like, you know, how, you know, you walk through a forest, but you know, there's kind of like a natural trailblaze. trailblaze. So nobody, nobody knows or understood, you know, who did it. You know, but they all, but they know it's there. So people can take that. Yeah. If we were, um, writing a song after this, it would be called trailblaze and we'd, we write that song right now. You can, you can, I can give you, I'll give you verbal rights. You can, (laughs) you enjoy that. You can write something. I am more than happy Mm -hmm. to have that. Just throw me a shirt. It's I'm two (laughs) XL. I'm a fat guy. Uh, (laughs) so, um, Jeff, it's, you know, any, anything else you want to talk about? Um, I have, um, this, I have music that's coming out. I hope you listen to it. Yeah. I hope you give it a shot and and hopefully enjoy it. A lot of art coming out. I've so I make these little robots that I, I make yeah. a lot of things. You make a lot of things. You make a lot of paintings. You yeah. you get you, you know travels has a beautiful skull. I still have mine that you gave me <clears throat> years ago. It's at my desk. You know at home. You know I, the robot you gave me today was wonderful. Thank you. It's you know it, I, it, you know you have a lot, you're a lot of creative energy. Plugging plug the you know there's the iTunes and the Spotify stuff I got going on and I'm trying to get all that. I'm trying to get that uh, streamlined. So mm-hmm. there's a guy named Jeff Stewart that does, has a Christmas album. And yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's on, whose name comes up when you pull mine up. Yeah. That's on your Spotify. Got to get that yeah, fixed yeah. up probably. You have a band camp page. I know that. And yeah. that's why I listen to a lot of the other. I, I had done a lot of that stuff when I, and I really just didn't have any care about it. I had some friends that were helping me mm-hmm. and thank goodness for those, my my friend Dave Johnson, especially mm-hmm. he said he's been my mate since we were like seven and uh, always helped me along the way. And um, I, you know, you want to make those guys, you don't want to let those guys down. No. So, but if you can delegate and they can help you with that kind of thing, uh, it, it's, it's freeing. It's nice to not have to do everything and focus on being an artist, wake up in the morning and what am I going to make today? Exactly. You just kind of created art for art's sake. Whether it comes that, out and whether it comes out or is bought or whatever, it doesn't matter. You put art for art's sake. I don't know how else to do it, man. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Of course, check out Jeff Stewart on uh, social media and websites, and uh, you know, find his stuff on there. Um, if you want to get in touch with uh, uh, Travis and Bigfoot Studios, he has a website out. It's Bigfoot. It's uh, it, I believe, and Travis, correct me if I'm wrong on this. It's Bigfoot-Studios.com. Is that correct? 
Yeah, okay, cool. It is correct. Um, uh, so go, go check that out. And also, of course, on social media beautiful as well. studio, by the it way. It's a beautiful studio. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful place. So if you want to check out that, and if you're Toasty. an artist yourself, uh, you know, consider recording uh, here in Waterville, Ohio. Follow this podcast on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's uh, at on the radar PC. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, etc., and all major podcast platforms. Subscribe. Hey, if you have an opportunity to leave a review, that will be great as well. Just helps us get uh, out there. And, uh, you know, very excited for uh, whatever, whatever comes next uh, for this project. And uh, we're also having a nice little radio show as well coming out. Uh, by Probably by the time this episode is out, it will be out uh, on our radio station out of Toledo, Ohio called On the Radar Radio, which is, you know, we'll play clips from podcast episodes of the past and play an hour of uh, music of artists coming to and from the Midwest. So you can check that out as well. And uh, just another stage and everything. We want to give love to the men and women doing art and music and whatnot out there. Jeff, anything else you want to add? Um, I'm glad you're in my world, man. Thank you. I, yeah. I appreciate and I'm glad I'm glad you are in mine. Us people out here like us, we, we need um, we need you. Ex- absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm more than happy to share my world with Great. everybody. <laughs> I am Peapod, and you are you. Don't fight it, feel it. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the On the Radar podcast. Uh-huh.